Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Shereen Langan. Joining me on the line now is body language expert Judy James. Judy, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this interview with us. Pleasure. So, Judy, I know that you're a body language expert. Do you want to just, can I just have a little bit of a background as to how you first got into this? That, that doesn't come in little bits, that story, actually. But, um, yeah, I, I'm a writer by profession, and I used to do a lot of training uh, people in business, and I still do. And I'm going back to the days when there really wasn't much, it wasn't really a subject um, many years ago. And I, I started researching it and putting bits into the lectures and the books and it, it took off and then obviously with reality TV um, that's when it became much more public, I mean working on programmes like Big Brother I think you know, it sort of bred generations of people that hopefully got a new interest in body language Yeah, no, because I know for sure um, I've read a couple of books and I mean I'm, I'm definitely no expert but I feel like body language is one of those things what I found from it is that when you read a book you think that you know about body language but you can actually be completely wrong which I was 90% of the time. Yeah, and I think that's something that I I'm, I get quite wary about that because I think one of the side effects of the popularity of it is that you do get a lot of people saying oh, this gesture means this, you can read what they're thinking. It's incredibly complex and, and you can't... Taking one gesture out of the other gestures that somebody's doing it's like taking a word out of a sentence it doesn't make a lot of sense so uh, it's uh, it's not a precise science but my argument is and you said it yourself there we're all experts on body language I mean it's part of any animal's survival response and you were using body language and reading and using it to survive 10 minutes after you're born so uh, we we lose the skills a little bit of doing it consciously because I don't know if you remember when you're about two years old, your mum or your dad always tell you it's rude to stare. So we're a little bit more diffident about looking at other people. We're maybe not studying them as much as um, an animal would study another animal. But we are all experts. So it, it's not a, a precious scientific skill. It's a way of reading that we all use. But we probably just call it gut reaction. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So I know that you're a major Love Island fan as well, or you, you just like to watch them anyway. Yeah, I, um, I, clearly I was absolutely smitten and welded 18 years on Big Brother. Um, I, I'm doing a lot of work analysing Love Island. There is a huge difference for me, though, which I quite enjoy, which is that I, I don't 
for me, it's not reality, reality. So if you put people in the big brother house, after a while, you know, it's all quietened down. They do forget the cameras are there. So you get absolute solid moments of complete, authentic, real body language, etc. that's off the cuff. Um, with shows like Love Island, they're a lot more manicured, you know, that the, the moments I think, and I've not worked on the show, but it looks to me as though it's kind of, right, we're going to go and sit on that bench over there and have a conversation that has been a little bit pre-planned in my mind. So it, it makes great television, but you're not getting the... I mean, you could never describe it as gritty, that show, could you? They're always perfectly made up and um, performing for the cameras nicely. 100%. That was actually one of the first things I wanted to ask you because I know that I've been watching it for the last four years and it's only this year. My brother continuously ruins the show for me because he'd be like, do you think it's weird that, you know, they're all in the same area when they get a text and stuff like this? Oh, so yeah. do yeah. you think that the show is, is, is scripted, partially scripted, not scripted? I won't say scripted. I mean, I, I have worked with some that are pretty scripted. No, so I wouldn't say it about that show, but I think the way that, and you're absolutely right, there's obviously certain little areas that they deliberately go off to, don't they? And you can almost see them sitting down, um, well, tell me how you feel about something. You know, it's, it's, we know that we are in front of the cameras and we are going to be discussing X. I'm going to be asking you how you felt about that recoupling last night. And so... I think anybody can tell that those are performed in a way for the cameras. But no, I I, I have no idea whether they're handed a script or whether they think it up for themselves or whether it's a moment that has genuinely happened during the day. And so, you know, the, the idea is, right, we need to now go and do it in the right spot for the cameras. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So, of course, like, I'd have to ask you about the man of the minutes, Curtis. Yes, lovely Curtis. I call him Saint Curtis, I have to say. I know, Curtis was one of my favourites, but Holly Hagen tweeted something the other day and it really stood out in my mind. She said, clearly the producers are after pulling Curtis aside and saying that there needs to be some sort of jeopardy or something like that because she said the situation didn't make sense. He's going for... The only girl in the villa that he's going for is the girl that likes someone else and that they only had two conversations. So what's your take on the whole thing? I, these are my thoughts. These are, this is not through any background knowledge or anything, but I, I think he'd obviously gone in there uh, to be the perfect man. I mean, literally St. Curtis. And not only was he perfect, he was going around acting as a consultant and coach and relationship coach for everybody else. I mean, he clearly um, picked up very quickly with Amy, didn't he? And that, for some reason, that sort of turned into a love match very quickly. And they didn't have any problems with their, you know, there were no arguments, none of the sort of usual getting to know one another stuff. It was instantly perfect. I, I have to say though that it must have dawned on him that being perfect also means being boring. And I think Danny and Jack got away with it last year that they they managed to look loved up but still be entertaining. Um, I think he got a couple of hints because there was, wasn't it? The viewers sent a text saying that oh, we're not seeing any sort of chemistry between them. Mm-hmm. And, and and then they didn't get picked as one of the two most popular couples, did yeah. they? And I think that, that was quite a big moment for him. So, I mean, he's a performer, you know, he's a ballroom dancer. So I think he must have thought to himself, we're not getting plot lines here, really, and, and there's no excitement, there's no depth to the relationship. So it felt like that for me, because it, you're right, it did not make any sense at all. I mean, if he'd walked in there 
And this woman had walked in and his eyes had popped out like a cartoon creature. And he just thought, this is love at first sight and I fancy her. And But it wasn't like that. It was just a job interview, wasn't it? I mean, he spoke to her twice, um, treated it like a very sort of calm, unemotional job interview. And we're supposed to believe that on the back of that, he would jettison his relationship with Amy and, and his good guy tag that could really get him losing votes all over the place in there so no I I saw nothing at all remotely authentic about that he, he didn't even look as though he fancied her or anything it, it was mm-hmm. just very very cold and character and and for that this guy has played completely against the persona that he's been building up for weeks now so no I I'm afraid I did smell a big rat but I think I think the wheels came off when she rejected him because I think, in my mind, and this is only in my experience in reality TV, I would imagine what was supposed to happen was that we sat and watched a long drawn out temptation of St. Curtis and, you know, would would he actually um, be tempted by this other woman and then it would come right up to the wire at the last minute and then he'd suddenly realise that, no, he loved Amy and he couldn't bear to be without her and they'd fall into one another's arms and... Um, they'd roll back into their perfect relationship again, but it didn't quite go to plan. And I think he's suffering because of that. Oh yeah, God, a hundred percent. I know because I know that he was one of the favourites, and now it's like no one really knows who he is. So, do you think that his feelings for Amy were ever genuine? I, I'm not sure. I mean, it, it makes me sound as though I'm being horrible about him, and I'm not because. I, if the guy's been a professional ballroom dancer, they usually start doing that from about the age of five. So, you know, they're actually trained to stand in a certain way, to mm-hmm. be charming, to smile beautifully. So they're almost the consummate performers. That doesn't mean to say that he wasn't... In a way, that would be him being himself, if you know what I mean. It wouldn't be the kind of version that most of us would have as ourselves. But I think performing is very much in his blood so I think in a way it was sort of, he was almost doing this, um, you know when they partner somebody, you know when we watch Strictly they always look as though they're in love with their partners on the dance floor don't they, and everything like that I, I felt it was more like that to me it was it was quite mannered um, it, it was it looked a little bit sort of choreographed he was always very gentlemanly with her you know, if he put his arm around her shoulders often the hand would be dangling you know that's called gentleman's hands you know rather than groping or squeezing or something like that and there seemed to be I mean the other guys in the villa I mean how many weeks has it been for them and all these women walking around in swimming you can see them almost exploding you know and with him no problem at all just very gentlemanly and no I, I think he may have liked her he may have seen her as a nice woman nice fit but I, I don't think that I don't think there's any huge depths to the relationship that I can see anyway okay okay and what about Michael because I know that he is the latest villain in the villa yeah I, it's interesting how we pick our villains and I know that it's classic Love Island that mugged her off or whatever it's called and everything but you know how are you supposed to walk into that place and meet somebody you know that you've got to role play falling in love because if you don't you can't win so and I, I think with some of the people in there it's it's almost quietly agreed between them that oh look you know we, we look like a good couple um, let's pretend to be in love let's do a Danny and Jack and, and, and we'll stay in and hopefully win the competition and get lots of fame out of it afterwards who can blame them because 
I, you're not really telling me that those beautiful people in there can't find a partner in the real world. I mean, I just, I don't fall for it. So it's a competition. So therefore, Amber, I think he was attracted to her. Um, they look very good together. Uh, I think we did see her behaving. I know he calls it childish, but she's obviously, she she lost her temper a lot, didn't she, when somebody else um, mm-hmm. recoupled. And I, he maybe did see that, she wasn't mature enough for what he wanted or or you just realised that no actually I, I don't fancy this person after all. I mean can any of us imagine going out in the real world, meeting somebody within about 10 minutes and then being welded to them for nine weeks it, it, it's tough so I think the way he did it could have been a bit more considered um, but you know Curtis did the same thing, moaning about their partners to the woman that women that they were after. But uh, and he's come back and obviously been very churlish, hasn't he, with um, attacking her rather than apologising. But I I think for a lot of these guys, they have to see themselves as being good and okay and a, a, a intrinsically a nice person. So if they if they need to keep that ego alive, if they turn around and sort of start thinking, oh, I should apologise, I've been awful and I've behaved really badly, I don't think they'll be able to live with themselves and I think they'll get disapproval from the rest of the male pack as well, which would be vital for them to survive. So they're in denial, I think, rather than being empathetic. Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask about. Like, the thing that confused me about Michael was that he seemed extremely aggressive after he was the one that did do something wrong. It was like he just literally kind of, like, attacked her and automatically got angry at her. And that's what I didn't understand about the situation, how he could go from being one way to the next. Yeah, I mean, it it wasn't nice to watch and it was very wrong behaviour. Um it's usually called the ego defence mechanism where most people like to think that they're right and they're the good guy. Uh, and when we get evidence to the contrary, there's certain responses that people then um, use without knowing them why they're doing it or how they're doing it, really. But fighting back and making the other person look bad is one of them. It, it is literally to protect your own ego, and that's not an excuse, but that, that tends to be why it's done. And he'd started doing it the minute he went into... Catherine Moore, didn't he? I mean, he was already sort of saying, well, if 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 um, Amber meets somebody else out there and she wants to recouple, fine, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And what he was really doing was saying, if I want to do it, then mm-hmm. it should also be judged as fine. Um, and then he was going around, you know, oh, she's childish, she's this, that and the other. So all of that was to look, to, to gain sympathy and, and to think... I'm not the baddie in this scenario. And I think that's clearly what he's grimly holding on to. Yeah, no, 100%. And then obviously the last couple I need to ask you about are Tommy and Molly May because everyone thinks that Molly May is playing a game at the minute. But personally, out of the two of them, if there's one person I don't believe, I'm not really buying Tommy at the minute. I think it's very forced. I must admit, and I like both of them and I think they're they're putting in a very very good performance and they're giving the sort of loved up moments that people love on Love Island when you sort of go ah and it makes people cry to watch them and everything like that um, no I'll tell you Tommy Tommy's body language yes he's using you know he was laying there on the bed uh, last night's show looking up at her and he, he got you know face softening expressions a look of love blah 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 uh, and genuinely looking smitten but He's kind of had something like that with other girls that he's been 
chatting up and you know he always had that direct eye gaze and I wouldn't mess around if Beyonce walked in tomorrow it wouldn't turn my head it, it, it sounds a bit like Patrick I don't blame him I think he's very likable but I yeah I just think on the outside he might be um a bit of a, a social animal um and you're right I think he's he's doing it very well and nobody's going to be rude about him because he is Tyson Fury's brother so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got a little naughty gleam in his eye, I think. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of does he secretly fancy Lucy stuff going on. So, uh, but again, I think he's very, very worried watching the other guys fall foul. And how good is that for him? Because he was the one that didn't shut anybody else up in the the Casa Amor. And, you know, he's still with the same girl who is very popular as well. So the viewers like her as well. So cruising towards the finale um why would he change perhaps but no i can see a twinkle in his eye i have to admit so you're not wrong in thinking that okay and then molly may do you think that she's genuinely into him again i i for both i mean you know she her big thing is social media isn't it you know she's used to the camera and everything um that performance when she came out um and saw that he hadn't coupled up with anybody else where she sort of fell on the floor in the crouch position and everything. I, it, and this is where it annoys me slightly because we don't get the right camera angles. I mean, she was she was wailing away there and I was trying to see whether there was any water coming out of her eyes. There wasn't. That was, I put that up my Instagram straight away. I was like, not one tear left her eye. <laughs> Well, there we go. She's, she won't get a job on The Only Way's Essex, though, because they have to produce projectile tears to order on those shows. But uh, <laughs> she she did the right thing, though. She, that's probably why she ducked down and dropped her head so that we couldn't see that. But, it, it, you know, it was enough to make everybody go, oh, so good for them, really. Of course, yeah. So who do you think, are, if you had to pick one guy and one girl, who are the most genuine people in there at the minute? I'm I'm going to call that a very low bar and I'm going to put on my cynical hat and I'm afraid, as I always say with Love Island, none of them. And I, 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 I just don't like to be sound like the Wicked Witch or anything like that, but it, it's a competition. You know, these are reality people on the competition. Never underestimate how they will perform to win and, and good for them. That's, that's what they're there for. So no, none of them work for me. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much, Judy. It's been a pleasure having you on. Pleasure. Nice to talk to you. Thank you.